Welcome to the latest podcast. I'm Richard Lane on Thursday, June the 16th. This week, once again, we're crossing the Atlantic. We're going to hear in a moment from Susan Jaffe, who this week has written a world report that very much concerns the presidential election in the United States. Now that the primary season is over and we pretty well know who the candidates are going to be, although the conventions still have to happen next month, what does it mean for getting health issues on the political agenda? Something that The Lancet will be following very closely as the election looms large over the summer and into the autumn. But let's go to Susan, who can explain more. Thanks, Richard. This is Susan Jaffe in Washington, D.C. And now that the primaries have wrapped up and Republicans and Democrats have settled more or less on their presidential nominees, advocates in the scientific research community hope the candidates will soon address medical research issues and the quest for new cures. So far, the campaign has been dominated by other things, such as immigration and the response to the terrible shootings in an Orlando, Florida nightclub where 49 people were killed and 53 injured. But next month, Republicans are expected to nominate as their presidential candidate Donald Trump, the billionaire businessman running for elected office for the first time. And former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton is expected to get the Democratic nomination, making her the first woman in U.S. history to be nominated by a major political party as a candidate for president. Now, there are a few ways advocates will try to get the candidate's attention in the coming weeks, says Mary Woolley, president of Research America, an alliance of 360 medical schools and other research institutions. We've put some things in place to help that happen. One of those is um, getting in front of the platform committees of both the Republicans and the Democrats, during which we would use um, public opinion survey data on the topic. And our whole voter education initiative called Campaign for Cures um, seeks to speed medical progress by engaging, having voters and members of the media engage with the candidates and ask them questions. If elected, Mm -hmm. what would you do to assure that we're going to put HIV AIDS in the history books, that we're going to make substantive Mm -hmm. progress against Alzheimer's, autism, a a range of other um, issues, cancer very much included, and diabetes that we've long Mm -hmm. been struggling to find answers for, but also to address immediate public health challenges like the Zika virus, and Ebola hasn't gone away, antimicrobial resistance, um, things Mm -hmm. that are like right now, you know, what's your response? Uh, What would you do if elected? What's your position? Here's a good example of what I think Woolley means, and I think it also shows how the candidates can differ on a research issue. When Donald Trump was campaigning last year in New Hampshire, he held a town hall meeting and answered questions from the audience. One exchange went like this. My name is Brenda Bouchard. I live in Madbury. I've been a caregiver for nearly 10 years. My husband has younger onset Alzheimer's disease. Uh My mother's almost 89, lives with me. She has Alzheimer's disease. I'm one of 65,000 Alzheimer's caregivers here in the state of New Hampshire. Yeah, Alzheimer's. Tough, and, tough, tough. And um, Alzheimer's received $600 million from NIH while we're spending $153 billion in Medicare and Medicaid to provide right. with Alzheimer's. So my tough. question to you is, 
what will you do to ensure that this devastating disease is a top priority as well? It's a total top priority for me. I have so many friends whose family is devastated by Alzheimer's. So it's, believe me, it's a total priority. That's something that we should be working on and, and we can get an answer. There are some answers. They've made less progress than we had hoped, as you know, but there are some answers. Yes, ma'am. Then he quickly went on to another person. The woman who asked that question was Brenda Bouchard. Last week, I asked her if she was satisfied with Trump's response. This is a very serious situation that we're in, both in terms of families in our country and across the world, as well as what potentially the, the potential bankruptcy to Medicare and Medicaid because of Alzheimer's. And I thought that it was, it takes a a lot of thought and planning to go into this, and I didn't feel the answer was a thoughtful answer. She now supports Hillary Clinton and has become a member of AIM, the Alzheimer's Impact Movement, the sister organization of the Alzheimer's Association. At a town hall meeting in December, Bouchard introduced Clinton, shortly after the candidate released a policy paper calling for $2 billion more a year for Alzheimer's research. Here's some of what Clinton had to say about the disease. We have 5 million people currently suffering. The projection is for many millions more. It is the sixth leading cause of death in America, but unlike the other causes in the top 10, there's no real path to prevention or effective treatment or a cure, as there is with other diseases that take so many lives. So my proposal is that we tackle all three of those. What can we do to try to prevent it? What can we do to try to more effectively treat it? And what would it take to invest in finding a cure? And after talking to experts, the leading experts in our country, not just in Alzheimer's, but in other neurodegenerative diseases like Parkinson's, the overwhelming response was if we invested just $2 billion more a year, we would make tremendous progress and we would have a real shot at understanding more about this disease and trying to cure it. When the two campaigns shift into high gear after the party conventions, advocates expect to hear how Trump would ensure progress on biomedical research as well as hear additional details from Clinton. And we will be listening. Reporting for The Lancet in Washington, D.C., I'm Susan Jaffe.